thanks for doing this, man. Good to see you. Uh, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to see you too, man. It's been a while. I know. How's the how's COVID been treating you with the gigs and stuff? You good? Uh, yeah, not not bad. Honestly, I I can't complain. Not bad. I mean, at first things were things were tough, but now things seem to be picking back up. So yeah. All right. Yeah, bro, you're fucking crushing it, man. I, I, dude, I, I just love it because you know from the Laughing Buddha days and all that stuff, man. It's just so cool to see someone like just, not even start from the bottom, but just like just, I, like I've literally seen your whole like career progression. It's just, it's just so dope, dude. Oh, thank you, man. I mean, yeah, you don't have to walk around. It is literally starting from the bottom, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing anything. I, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Sometimes when you're in it, you don't, you kind of don't realize it because you're just in it every single day so yeah. progression doesn't come overnight so you kind of got to take a step back out and be like damn i, I remember when i was doing this to yeah now doing this so do you I'm, I'm very grateful about that now i'm sure like it's so hard to be like have any regrets because you you know you're doing so well but like you know laughing buddha obviously like people are making fun of the stupid chips and like you know all that stuff like do you do you tell people or do people know that because i think this whole now this like class of comics they may not even know that you were like the main Buddha guy for a little bit. No, I, I, I always big up laughing Buddha. Like I don't have yeah. no regrets. They helped me. They made it, they made it, they made it a pretty easy path for me. And they, and better, they, they allowed me to see a path. Like they allowed me to see like, okay, you just do this for a little while and then you'll graduate to this for a little while. And then you'll right. graduate to this for a little while instead of just doing it. And like, hanging out and no disrespect to the people who do it but like instead of like just hanging out at the comic strip every yeah. night at 11 at night like with the hope that one day maybe the booker will come into the room yeah. to see me they were like just do stage time with us and yeah people on shows, they'll see you and that'll help you so Yo, I, I, I was never a hangout guy because i always was like why why am i gonna go hang out i'd rather go work on my, my set i'd rather go yeah. to an open mic or something yeah, and, I'm never, I'm never, I was never a hangout guy, uh, neither. Cause one, I felt the same. And then even if it's like, I'm not going to work on my set, I was like, I'd rather just go live life and maybe, yeah. come up, you know, try to come up with something that's worth talking about. Yeah. Get material from just, that's a, that's a very important thing, dude. It's like, I feel like a lot of the comics that are like, I, I fell in this trap too. Cause I was every day, three mics, four mics, whatever, then it shows a night. And like, at a certain point, like, what the fuck am I even talking about? Like no one, like, I got nothing to talk about, bro. I would say, like, I, I got a girlfriend now. We've been doing two years. Like, the material just comes by itself, man. Yeah. Um. Well, I, you're more developed as a comic, so it's easier for you to see material as yeah. when you started. You wouldn't, you would just, you wouldn't see something happening as a joke. You would just see it as like part of life or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I was never, I was, I was never really one of those guys. Like, I remember starting off, I would see guys that are like that are just start doing like day one like i'm gonna be a stand-up comedian five mics a night for the rest of my life and i was yeah i was over that like I, I i always had a good pace like i always tried to do like 10 mics a week 10 spots a week like that was, my pace. Yeah. that was my pace but never like those dudes that was like seven nights a week five mics a night i need to hit 50 mics a, yeah. a, a week or i'm not like they're trying to I feel like they're trying to fast forward the development process and like the development process is the development process. Like there's no speeding it up. Like even if you're, even if you're past at a year, now you're just developing at wherever you're past at, but you're still yeah. developing. You can't speed that up. Is, is that a, is that a stress reliever thing in your hand? What no, is this is a speaker. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's a dope ass speaker. Um, yeah. No, dude, I think I, you know, it's taken me probably up until COVID to realize like, I don't need to get on every single day. Yeah. I don't yeah. need, like, I'm like, there'll be time. And the thing is like, it's just out of habit. So I've been getting up every day for like six years. And then when COVID hit, you know, I'm just, just getting itchy. And I was doing this thing where like, I would feel the itch to just do what I do every day. But I wouldn't have written that day or I'm just not in the mood to do comedy, you know, and I would go down, I would chug my ass to like New York Comedy Club to do late night up to two in the morning. I'm just doing the, the I'm doing the, my bits the same way I did the last time when it didn't work. It's like, why the fuck? I could have written and like just mentally been more in it, you know, to be honest, when COVID hit, I, if, if I could be 100 percent honest. I, when it first hit, like, I really didn't even think about stand-up. No, same, same. Like, no one's doing it. All right, finally, I get to take a break without feeling that other people are working at it and I'm not. So, yeah, I was, I was okay. After a while, it was like, all right, we got to get back into it. And then that was like a thing. But, but yeah, first I was just like, hold on, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, first I was just like, all right, this is it. We're just hanging out. <laughs> there, there, there's something to like everyone, everyone's career being on pause that made me feel better about doing nothing. And then when things start opening up, now I'm like looking on social media, like, ah, he's got a show, he's got a show. I don't have anything. What the fuck? And that all those feelings kind of started to come back. On you're a good example. You're at you're a, you're a house of cards or whatever that's called, house of comedy. I'm like, you're working every weekend. I'm like, why the fuck am I not working now? What what? Shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you. It, it's tough. It's tough to, you know, you just compare yourself. It's tough to not compare yourself. I mean, no matter how much you're working, no matter what you're doing, there's always somebody that you see and you're like, what? Why am I not doing that? So that's just like yeah. part of the game. But I, it's motivation, honestly, to to keep going. And, and no, I think you probably still have a. Do you still have those thoughts? Those kind of like not jealous is not the right word, but those kind of like, man, I'm not doing enough. Like, oh fuck, like. I don't feel like I'm not doing enough, uh, yeah. but sometimes I feel like, why am I not doing that? Okay. But I don't take the blame for it. <laughs> now I could blame like my representative. Like I'll blame my agent. <laughs> <for my hand. laughs> I'll be like, it's not my fault. Why am I not? It's their fault. Why are they I'm not? Fucking great. It? It's the, yeah. Bro, I'll <laughs> never, I, 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 I just, this just came to my mind and I, I think you like to hear this, but the last time we kind of had a conversation you were doing great. You're doing great. And um, you were saying like, uh, you, like you still, I think it was at Broadway. Anytime you go into Broadway for those 12 PM, 12 AM shows, you're kind of like, what am I, what am I doing? But you were saying like, like, I was like, dude, you're killing it. You're doing great. You're like, I don't know, man, there's stuff I could be doing. I'm like, well, like what? You was like, I think you literally said uh, comedy seller and like late night television. And then boom, like it all happens. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. That's the thing with this business. Don't, they always tell you that, but you never realize it. But they always tell you that uh, getting things going is tough. But once they get going, it kind of just rolls over into yeah. like the next thing. So if you keep working, you you know, once you get a little bit of, of, of buzz or traction, you could keep like, they kind of just fall onto each other. So you spend like seven, eight years trying to wait for that first thing. And then once that first thing goes, if it if it hits, right you can, you can work more in that in that in that realm in that world i do hear that a lot so um you um started doing comedy in new york are you also are you born and raised in new york city yeah i was born in brooklyn raised in queens i've been here my entire life oh shit true new yorker um yeah, yeah. where'd you go to high school it was like when I, when the pandemic hit and everyone was like yo new york is dead i was like what 
Everyone's like, we're leaving. I'm like, where are you going? This is my, I'm going to Queens. Like, this is my life. I have nowhere to go. Right. I think like, I'm, is dead. I'm moving back to Wisconsin. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> God bless you, dude. Yeah. I think everyone's going to regret Everyone that left is going to fucking regret it. Cause dude, I mean, they're talking about April 2nd clubs are going to be open. I think at the end of April, if everything goes well, everything will be open a hundred percent. Yeah. It's be back. And all these people that fucking oh. left. Like, to be honest, and this is no disrespect to the people who left, um, they left, whoever left, I'm sure they had their reasons, and I'm sure, you know, it, it worked for them, so no disrespect to those people, but yeah. I don't really know anyone who left and isn't coming back who was doing stuff. Yeah. So, if you weren't doing stuff, and there's a pandemic, leaving makes sense. Right. You're right. past at the top five clubs in the city doing spots every night. You you better believe when things open up, you coming back. You work right. hard to get that. You work. It's almost like they went from little hope to no hope. You know, right? Which is 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 fair. Which is I get it. If I weren't from here and I were in that position, I would also feel the same way they did. It's tough to fight through because it's like, what am I coming back for? To do late night at New yeah. York, which is no disrespect, but you know, yeah. they're like, I'm gonna just try something different. You know, I I, I feel you. I also think those people, um. I mean, everyone says like the pandemic weeded out comics that weren't really about it. Um, I think it's kind of true. Like, I think I, I, it's hard. To, it's, I think those people would still be doing comedy if things were, were, were right. But I know a lot of people, they just they just stopped and they kept saying like, yeah, when things get back, I'll be right there. And it's like, I don't know, man, it's been a fucking year. Like, you're not going to go on stage for a year and just get back. I think you're probably is there like, people. Huh? Is there people like that? Is there? Yeah. They... Dude, weird thing is like, I, like, to be honest, I I kind of like. I kind of live in my own world when it comes to stuff like this. Like, I don't even be hearing about this. Like, sometimes, yeah. you know how there's, I'm sure, like, you on Twitter. You know how, like, every, it seems like every week there's a new comedian beef. Like, this person's blogging this about this club and about yeah. this. I'm so clueless to it. Like, I don't even know who left. I don't know who's saying what. Like, right. I just don't exist in this world of, like, this comedy high school world, which is... yeah what what uh what yeah. the pop is about but it just feels like it's like high school and i'm like what like what who left like who who said this who hasn't been doing stand-up like everyone i know and i circle myself with is just working yeah so i don't know the people who aren't i think it's just good i think that's good because it, it means you're not you're not worried about outside noise you're just worried about your own life you know and you're invested in your own life you're not oh no, no i mean from the moment i started like i i, I always knew that I had to get out of the open mics. And my main reason to get out of the open mics, it wasn't because, you know, they were horrible, as you know, and, you know, you're there for so long and you're paying and you, you know, wait. but it wasn't that. It was just, I felt that the majority of people at that level weren't taking it as serious as I was taking it. And I needed to move up to a level where people were taking it as serious as me just yeah. for the motivation and the com camaraderie, you know? Yeah. So that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I, could, I I remember meeting you, man. You you were fucking took you took it super seriously, dude. Like, like every fucking moment, um, every minute spent out, like waiting, going, being on stage. It was all just like this is for a purpose, you know. All right. Yeah. But also, you know, I think I got a, I think I, I had gotten like a weird, not a weird rap, but like I think people used to like think that I was like, you know, those people that like in school are like go-hards and like nerds or like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, i think people thought that but like I, I remember hanging out with some people and it was like if you hang out with me like 
like if we're in a green room or if we're at a comics table, if we're talking, I'm like all jokes all the time. And people yeah. are like, people are like, oh, I thought you were super serious. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why do you think I was like, I go up there, I do jokes like and then right. I'm on stage and I'm joking like a class yeah. clown would, you know, like I'm not like. Well, I think in the open, I was this way too, in the open mic scene, I'm like, yo, I just want to, one, I'm doing, I'm trying to do four tonight. So I'm like, I'm going in, I want to get my, I want to make sure I get on the fucking list at a good time. The whole time I'm on stage, I'm, I, I'm, I can't listen to who's around, I'm just thinking about what I'm doing. Then I go on and I'm out. Like, there's so many comics and I, I kind of, part of me wishes I was more social with the other comics. Like, um, but like, I didn't hang, hang much. I didn't, I didn't yuck up with, uh, much with the other comics. I didn't like go out to the diners and stuff because I was just, so into like just just performing you know yeah. but i also feel like now the the people who have i started doing open mics with the people who are working now like i think we're all kind of like now we're kind of meshing together just naturally just through our our, our class you know because other people got weeded out yeah and you're the only yeah, one yeah. from your class but uh i i i honestly always try not to be that guy like i'd rather not instead of me doing four open mics and having to run to a mic rush up and then run out, I would do two maybe. And, okay. and then, you know, and then be able to like, hang out. Like, that's the thing, like for Laughing Buddha, when I was doing Laughing Buddha mics, first of all, I hosted three mics a week for them, free hosting, three mics a week for them for maybe three years, four years. Wow. wow. Like I was doing three mics a week and I was doing the mics and I would go and then Jeff would tell me to go first because he always wanted a comic who was, I guess strong to open yeah. the mic. I would go first and stay the whole mic. Like the people who were in my class, like if you ask the the Coscarellis and the and the Gene Getmans, like they'll tell you I, the the um, Jonathan McBride's. Like I would stay the whole mic. Wow. So once I was able to like move on and like do more stuff, and Jeff started telling me like, hey, just come by, do your set. Like you don't have to hang out. You've yeah. done your time. Like I started doing that, and then new people came up, and I guess they thought they were like you know, who, who is this? Like, why does he get to do this? Why I think, but it was just like, this was just the yeah. opportunity Jeff had given me because for so long I put my head down and just worked. I wasn't getting paid. I was just, yeah. working, you know, just trying to get better at comedy. Well, they don't see you that they only see the guy who's bouncing around. So I think a lot of people have a, they have, especially now they have a, a weird lack of respect for people that have put any time into this. Like, you, you know, I've been doing this six years. So it's like, I do see people now at open mics and they, I, I feel like if I, you know, there's, you know, whoever's hosting, but like, yeah, you want to just go on now. And I do feel shitty. And I feel like those guys are looking at me like our girls are looking at me like, who's this motherfucker? I'm like, dude, I went through this. Like I went through this for forever. You know, like I went through this for, for years of, of signing up 10th and going 22nd because uh, the fucking host knew all these other people before me. Like, yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very courteous and I thank them and I'm, yeah, sure, but yeah. I don't feel too weird about it. Cause I remember hosting the mics and I remember you know in 2014 when Mark Norman used to come by the Village Lantern and I yeah. would be hosting and I would be like and you know and Mark Norman wasn't Mark Norman then he was doing some stuff he had a Conan but he wasn't who he is now and I used to be like hey Mark you know you want to go up like thank you for coming by you want to go up next and he, yeah. he would go up next and it just trickles over like now I perform at the clubs now you know when I go to the mics I get that courtesy but if I'm at the cellar and you know a tell wants to go up then a tell has to go up and I yeah. understand and hopefully I can get to a point in my career where I become that guy so it's just like you work your way you pay your dues you you do what you got to do and hopefully you'll become that person and, and yeah and so I don't I don't I don't like second get and and 
most people gonna quit anyway. So I, <laughs> I stopped caring. I stopped caring about like the people's uh, right. opinion when it comes to stuff like that. Cause I'm like, yeah. you're going to quit. So, and yeah, then I'm, I'm a very years, anxious dude, bro. That's why I do like, that's why I overdo it. Like five mics a night. I think doing two and hanging out, watching other people, probably, I would probably still be the just average comic I'd be right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's whatever works for you. I yeah. think, I think it's diminishing returns after a while. I think you have to, you know, it's like when you go train at the gym, like if you hit the bench, you do three sets of 12, that's good. But that's if you good. hit the bench and you do 12 sets of 12, it's like, well, I don't think, I think you're hurting your muscles more than, yeah. but that's just how I see it. It's not, you know, it's not fact. It's just what worked for me. But when yeah. I do stuff like that, I don't, I, my, my set doesn't feel as fresh. I feel like I'm not cooking. I feel like I'm robotic. I feel like I'm not improving. And at the end right. of the day, I feel like you're just trying to, to speed up your progression and you yeah. have to understand, we have to understand that, progression it's if, if it takes 10 years to progress that's what it takes sure I, if you're yeah. doing a ton of sets a night at the 10 years you might be a little bit more advanced than somebody who does two sets a week but i don't think somebody who does let's say 40 sets a week it's going to be so much more far along than somebody who does 20 sets a week if they're right. both putting it to work you know? and these guys like norman who are doing 87 sets a night they're all, they're doing it for money too like they're getting paid for every set so right. like, that's the working. thing yeah, yeah. That now yeah now it's at a level where it's like on a weekend when things were open it's like if i could do six spots tonight i could make six hundred dollars so yeah I, you know I, i'm trying to do that because i'm home yeah you make you know two grand on a weekend in new york city that's pretty good so work it's work that's yeah. That's the thing. Now, before I was just doing it for the reps. Yeah. All right. So let's. So where'd you go to high school? Uh, Christ the King Regional High School in nice. Middle Village, Queens. That's a fucking real name, Christ the King. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's a. It's, it was a. It's a private Catholic school. Oh shit! With the Catholic school. So, um, how was that? I love it, man. I love it. I love that really? school. Yeah, I love that school. That's. I met some of my uh, closest friends that are gonna be my friends for life there. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time and it was, it was, it was an amazing time. Now, most people I talked about Catholic school, they have like, it's obviously like very strict, like the, you know, they get the nuns, like, you know, hit them with rulers and sexual, like you can't like, were you with, um, was, was it, go ahead? the eighties? No, we didn't have, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. I mean, it was in the middle of Queens. Like we were strict. It wasn't strict. It was stricter than a public school, but it wasn't nothing like that. But like, there was no like fights like really like fights in school or like right. cutting class that really happened because tuition was seven thousand dollars a year so that you know wow. you're less likely to class if your parents are paying that but yeah uh yeah i mean we were adult school like we were ranked my high school was ranked nationally in basketball we were top 10 school in the country in basketball so normally we would see nba players walking through our hallways we would see ESPN cameras walking through our hallways. Wow. Uh, yeah, Lamar Odom graduated from our school. He used to go there a lot. Speedy mm. Claxton went to our school, another NBA player. He used to go a lot. Sue Bird, Tina Charles. Tina Charles won player of the year her junior year, which was my sophomore year, I believe, in Christ the King. So, I mean, she had ESPN cameras following her around. She went on to win an Olympic gold medal and an NBA wow. A WNBA ring, you know. I yeah. went to. I, I, she now, used to have class right next. To Our school was like, you know, I wanted to go there. Being in a school that great and seeing like like cameras and stuff. Like my big thing with like I didn't get in the show business till I was in the college because I met someone 
who worked on the Chappelle show. He was a teacher of mine. And that kind of opened my world up. Like does seeing cameras and seeing these celebrities at such a young age in your high school, does that like drive you to, to be better? Like what does that do? Like, how does that influence you? Um, I don't think, I don't think it influenced me too much. I mean, from the moment you get to it, from the moment you get to a school like Christ the King, you're kind of like, like as soon as you walk in, there's like a, 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 as soon as you walk into the school, there's like a, a, a hall of fame wall slash trophy case that right. has all of the accolades of the students that have went there and graduated from there. So as soon as you walk in there, like you're, you know, like you're in like the presence of greatness, you know, right. like, this school is like, like they kind of teach you like, if you go here, we're the shit. Like we don't care. We know there's other schools that think they're the shit, but like we're the shit. Look, we're the shit. So now do you, when I saw that, that, I was just like, huh? No, there's like, does that rub off? So do you kind of go through like, hey, I'm part of this school. I'm going to be fucking uh, someone great. Yeah, I mean, well, there's that. And there's the fact that I was born and raised New Yorkers and we already think that. <laughs> yeah. We, we already have that mentality. So like a inner city kid from New York and then you go to the school. Like I remember before I even, I went to the, I went to basketball camp uh, from eighth grade to, to freshman year. I remember before I even did my first day out of school, mm-hmm. you see Le, 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 uh, Lamar Odom was walking through the hallways. Like he would come on in the summer. Summer camp, Lamar Odom is not the prime when he was at on the Lakers, like winning championships. He would come to the high school scrimmage with the basketball team sometimes. Like it was just, it was just like that. So I got, I got pretty used to it. At first you're like in awe, but like by the time I was seeing that, I was just like, this is just what it is. That's great, man. That's, that must give you so much like confidence in life. Cause I went to, I went to a good school, but I went to a public school and like you go in there, it's just like, uh, whatever Greg Zanetti, like championship, uh, 1920 high school wrestler, or like just like bullshit no one cares about, you know, like you have legit like celebrities on your, your wall of fame there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it kind of, I would say it, it gives you, I don't know if it gives you confidence. It gives you pride. It gives you school pride because yeah. you feel like you're a part of something great. Right. But if you're not at that level in high school, it could it could lower your confidence a little bit because you kind of feel like everyone else is so great. Like I played right. basketball, I was on the basketball, but like I wasn't good. Like the other guys are good. Like the other guys were great. These are guys that were going getting recruited by D one, Division one uh, colleges, and 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 had potential to go to the NBA. So I like yeah. I, I you know you, it makes you feel kind of small. So uh, did you, ever, did I you remember feel that way? A little bit, a little yeah. bit. Uh, I mean, all of my friends were cool and we were just such, class of 2008, we were just such a, a close knit class that mm-hmm. we kind of, everybody just just played their role and everybody was what they were supposed to be. Like the best basketball player, that's what he was. He was the best basketball player. Like the yeah. funny kid, that's what he was. Like he right. was, he came in as the funny kid. Like that's what he did. Nobody expected anything from him. It was just like Ian's coming. I, I guess is is the jokes is coming. This is it. Like that's okay. what we bring to the table. We all just like embraced our role. So it was, it was good. But I remember when I first, when I first started doing like a couple TV things, um, I had my high school basketball coach, shout out to coach Arbatello. Uh, he, uh, uh, he was super um, dope. He was young when I, when he, when he when I went there, he was young. Now he's like one of the best high school coaches in the country. 
And wow. I remember he hit me up when I did a couple TV things. He was like, hey man, like I've seen you doing this. Like, I hadn't spoke to him in like a little while. He's like, congrats, like come by the school. And I started thinking, I was like, all right, like how much more things I gotta do before I could get my name in that hall of fame? Cause yeah, I'm, right, right next to Lamar <laughs> Odom, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, cause I, I I'm doing some things. Like I, I got Fallon, I got HBO. I, I, how much more things I got to do? You got to date a Kardashian. That's what you got to do. I'm I'm trying. They won't return my calls. <laughs> oh, God, you got to fill an application to date one of them. Yeah. Well, Kim is open right now. Um, speaking of that, did you have any? Uh, did you? Was there a prom at your school? Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. How, how was that? Um, did you? Uh, did you have a hot date? Yeah, prom was great. Yeah, prom was great. I did. I had a hot date. I went with my uh, my girlfriend at the time. Um, it was we had a. It was at Russo's on the Bay in Queens, which is one of the best uh, uh, party halls, I guess. What I don't know what it's called halls. Yeah. Um, in the in the city, like it's it's a, it's amazing. It overlooks the water in Howard Beach. Uh, we had a limousine. I forgot. I think we had the QX fifty six limousine stretch. It was like. 12 of us, 12 of the friends, like the close friends. We went, we pulled up, stretch limo, all of us, tux, gowns. Yeah. It was, uh, I, think, I think the prom theme was Hollywood, Hollywood night. So we was doing it up. Prom was was dope, partying at the prom. And then we yeah. had a, a after party was a boat party in the city. We got oh in our limousine, God. headed to the boat party. We were there till 5 a.m. 5 partying on the boat. This sounds like a fucking dream uh high school they went to bros one percent privileged fucking this is crazy we weren't though that's the thing that's the thing we weren't privileged it was yeah. a mixture of it was all like honestly it was almost 95 percent first generation immigrants it was italians from howard beach uh from howard beach it was some irish from from middle village and and Maspeth in that area and then it was it was the black kids from South Jamaica, a couple of them from uh, from Brooklyn, and then a nice. bunch of Hispanic kids. So it was all like first generation. Obviously, some of them were more wealthy. Like some of my friends' first cars when they turned 16, 17, they had BMWs and Audis and Mercedes. So right, right, there right. was there was that, of course, as a private school. So there was some privilege, but mm. most of it was most of it wasn't that. Like most of it was just. I don't know, bro. I just now looking back at it as an adult, I'm just shocked at how well we were able to like blend in, like how yeah. how like race wasn't really a thing. Like the school was mostly white, but because the basketball team was the kind of the the anchor for it, yeah. And so the black kids obviously were like held up to a high standard by the white kids. We never clashed. I'm kind of real. I'm kind of really glad that I got to go to school at a time before Trump came, because I feel like if Trump was president when we went to high school, it would have divided a lot of us. Awkward, awkward as shit. It yeah. would have divided a lot of us and we weren't divided. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad about that. My high school was the same, dude. I, had a, I went to Edison, New Jersey, JP Stevens. It was very diverse. And that's why like, as I've got like, and then I went to a, a diverse college at Rutgers. Dude, yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't want to say I don't get racism, but it's just like, Every, like I had friends, I had my friend group was a white guy, a black guy, uh, me, you know, um, Spanish guy, an Indian guy, like just just everyone. And I just I actually get freaked out if I'm ever in an environment. I'm sure you get this when you're on the road when it's just all you know all white people because that's usually how it is. Like in the Midwest, you kind of freaked out. Like this is this is fucking crazy. Yeah. 
Of course. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I think, I think a lot of it is like we were, it was 2000, you know, it was the early to mid 2000. We were young and, and just like, even the teachers would say, like the teachers would tell you this, who were there that year, our year, 2008, we were just so tight. Like there yeah. was, I don't know, there was maybe 500 students at my graduating class. I don't remember what it was, mm -hmm. but we were just so such a tight class. So like everyone, like, I remember like, junior year when all the girls started uh turning 16 they will have this six sweet 16 it'd be funny because they'll have a sweet 16 it'll be these like uh rich like italian girls with rich italian sicilian families not rich but well off you know wealthy yeah. uh wealthy well-to-do italian families having these sweet 16 in these nice venues and then adam we will get invited and it will be like these table of like black inner city kids basketball yeah. players who are like at the table. So we're at this like Italian thing where there's a black table and we're just, we're just hanging out. Like, this is what it is. Like, we're just friends. This, yeah. is, this is what it was. Like, like there was even this dude, dude, there was even this dude, I'm not gonna say his name, Yeah. but there was this dude who was like, legitimately, like now that I look back at it, like legitimately, he was like a skinhead. Like he was like a, a Nazi skinhead. Like really? that's who he was. I, at the time, we didn't like, we kind of just laughed about it. Like, ah, that's, this is who he is. But looking back at it, like, that's what he was. Like, he was yeah. legitimately a Nazi. Like he, like, he, like, he's in the KKK, all that stuff. Like, he's into all, like, all that shit. Dude, like, he was a dude. Like, I remember him telling me that, I, rem I, I distinctly remember him telling me one time that, that the Holocaust was not as bad as the Jews make it out to be. Like, no <laughs> I remember him telling me that. That might be a but sign. He had all these black friends because yeah. I don't know if he was scared of them or like he just pretended to to like us. Like he would like, and the black kids, like when he would come around, they'll be like, yo, like, but because yeah. we were just, I guess we were just naive to it. No, I had a, I had, I had a guy I went to summer camp with, um, you know, my summer, like, it was like, you know, like I had like this Ecuadorian roommate. There was this black guy I was friends with. It was actually, um, you know, Joe Frazier, his son. Derek Frazier, we were friends and like there was this one, you know, white dude. We were all super cool. We were all we'd all fuck around, dick around, have a good time. And then like later, I went on his Facebook. His Facebook is all like white power, uh, uh all this crazy shit. I'm like, that dude is that dude was like the nicest guy to to all of us. He never said anything. And I think yeah. it's like the problem, the problem with this country now, I don't want to be like the problem with this country is, but it's like now it's like if you have any different views, left, right. People just hate each other. I think before it was like you felt this way, but then if you met someone and were cool with them, I think you kind of were like, "Listen, I think this way," and then you think that way. And obviously, you know, being KKK nuts, that that's obviously like fucking a, a whole nother level. But I don't know. It's just like, does this make any sense? What I'm saying? Of course. Almost as I'm trying to uh, trying to say KKK is. Uh... <laughs> I just didn't know like. We just didn't know your views. Like, I didn't right, I, right. I to question, like, how do you feel about, does Black Lives, like, we just didn't know your views. Like, it, it wasn't it was, their identity. Maybe that's what it is. Huh? It wasn't their identity. Right, right. Yeah, people make their views like, 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 we knew, we knew they were Italians and some of them were from Howard Beach who has, who had a history of like racism and, and a history of like not liking black people. But like yeah. when we got to school, I mean, we were all wearing uniform and all went to the same school. So yeah. we, we kind of just felt, at least for the time we were there, we kind of just felt equal. Right. That's the thing about private school, which can, the private school can do that to you because they strip you of like all the things that make you 
elite. Like, so uh, when you turn 16, like we had a big campus with like a parking lot, right? Yeah. Big parking lot in the school, but the school didn't allow you to park in the parking lot, even though they had the spaces. So it's mm -hmm. like, when you have this nice Mercedes, you can't even bring that into the school. You got to park blocks away right. and walk into the school you, in a bland uniform. You're not really allowed to wear jewelry. You're right. not allowed to wear any fancy sh shoes, fancy earrings. There's nothing that like, elevates you above somebody else so it kind of right. makes us all equal that's so that you can't flex with the car i i think i never even thought of it this way it, that's probably what the uniform is for just I think it is what it's everyone for. equal yeah yeah i think it is what it's for and oh. we used to have our dress up day um like once a month or twice a month where they allow you you couldn't wear like on dress up days you couldn't wear street clothes you had to you had to dress professionally but that's mm -hmm. when everyone used to go all out like i remember the night before dress up day people be like yo we going to the mall tomorrow's dress up day. I gotta go to Express or go to Zara's to get a I get an outfit. We only do this once a month. We gotta yeah. you gotta show out. So if you right, came right. during dress up day, you would be like you would think it was the the backstage at an NBA uh, game when the players are arriving. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> how yeah. How they dressed like that's that's how it looked at my high school during a uh, dress up day. It's it's so weird to see people who you see wear the same uniform wear different outfits. You know. It's almost like when you see a comic wear shorts, you're like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, I mean, but that was that was our time to shine. That's when you had yeah. to you had to pull it out. If you got fly, you had one day a month to get fly. So. I'm obsessed with those photos. They're on Instagram of the of like Kevin Durant. He was he's walking in with like you know like Grateful Dead dunks. I'm just like, "What the fuck?" And then you see Kyrie walking with like Travis Scott fours. I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't allowed to wear sneakers or dress down though. You had to oh. dress up. It had to be dressed up so yeah we were like you know we were walking in with like sunglasses a tuxedo jacket a tie oh like, wow but it was it was time to show out so so uh so yeah it was a good time man i, I don't really got any complaints about it right um so you sent me some of your, the signatures people wrote you let's read some of them let's see if you get any uh, did you re have you read these recently no i haven't read these since i graduated so let me read some of you see if you uh, bring back any memories um okay i got one I, I i don't know if i send you this i saw one that my ex-girlfriend wrote Ooh, what page is this uh, oh. i didn't send you that one. Oh no yeah come on Ian. i could read it though here let's let me let's say that one for last because i don't think we're gonna be able to we'll all save right. the best for last let's see um all right this guy's name is white boy um my man ian you is a funny figure <laughs> That's my boy, white boy. That's Andrew. Funny. I'm going to definitely miss you and your stupid ass jokes, but you got to come to my house and pick up your donkey from junior trip. Donkey. I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you have a donkey growing up? That's fucking hilarious. Um, all right. How about this from Stephanie? Ian, baby, I'm going to miss you so much. Even sometimes I wanted to kill you. I still love you because we had our good moments to, in the start. Don't forget to KIT. Keep in touch. Yeah. Nice. Love you. And Kimbo says, Ian, I am really going to miss you and your sexy pervert self. Whoa! I'm going to get canceled. Don't read that one. I love you. Best of Wait, luck. That what was that? Where's that one next to? This is uh, Kimbo. Um, the page with the orange, orange writing on top to the top right of it. She goes, sex, sex, you and me raw. What the fuck? 
it was a, it was a different time back then. Yeah. Damn, dude, who's Kimbo? Is this I someone you? Know. I don't even know. All right, let's. Hey, I'm trying to see it. I don't see it. It's the one. Um, oh, there's no page numbers here. It's or there's one an orange writing. Stephanie one. Um, orange, orange pen and and green pen on the bottom. That page. Orange pen and green pen. I, I don't see it. Oh yeah. Here we Where, go. Oh Kimbo. Oh yeah, Ian. I'm really gonna miss you on your cover. I love you. Best of luck. Sex me raw. Oh, I know Kimbo. Yeah, that's my that's my yeah that's my homegirl Kim. Yeah, <laughs> Kim. Yeah, that was my uh she was my friend's girlfriend. It was just like a funny funny joke. Right. I'm actually, an actress now. Really? Yeah. Were you like uh did you get a lot of chicks in high school? Were you were you uh were you smooth? Uh, I was I was loved. Yeah. But but I wouldn't say I got a lot of chicks. I got I got one or I got some. Mm -hmm. uh, I was. I didn't grow into myself to like a little bit after, like right. uh, I was, I was rather small. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a ton, but I was like loved, like, like girls, like. Right. Loved me. All right. Here's one from Rachel Bautista. Oh, Ian, my, is your girl? No, it's my homegirl. Home she was girl. like, she was like one, she was like in a tight group. Like she was in the group. You definitely the funniest kid ever, even though you mean. And I hate you deep down somewhere. <laughs> I do love you. Good luck marrying beautiful Belle. Were you like, did you use to gun people? Did you used to like, like, were you, were you roasting people? Back no, not really. No, no, no. Oh. I was like a roast guy. I was just like a, like, I would just make jokes, but not, not like roast. Like I, I, I never liked being mean or like the bully. I wasn't like a roast guy. I would just kind of make jokes and it'd be like, yeah. You know, like well, being called a, a pervert and uh <laughs> and mean it's hilarious i don't know why i don't know why she was my she was my uh my friend's girlfriend my good friend's girlfriend i, I don't, right. I, don't I, I don't remember why she was calling me a pervert but that's just playing i think she's just playing. yeah i wasn't i wasn't a real pervert like she's joking off. <laughs> all right um let's read this um ian what can i possibly say to you besides call me you made me so uh, feel so special and so memorable. You always made me. Um, this shit's cut off at the end here. You're a good friend. I'll miss you. Because you always made me laugh. You're a good friend. I'll miss you, Jack. Oh, that's Jack. That's Jacqueline. I love Jacqueline. Yeah, we're still we're still cool. She she's doing she's cool. I love. Jacqueline. Now, are you friends with a lot of people? You, like as you said, your class was so tight. You still keep in touch with everyone. Well, because of Instagram now, like you don't, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, everyone, you, you just know what people are doing, your friends and, and right. follow each other. So you're up to date what people are doing, you know? Yeah. And also, you know, not to, not to like, uh, you know, not to brag or anything, but like, I'm doing some stuff. So people are like, <laughs> you, you hey, Ian, remember me? Yeah, people are people are there, but you see, like I'm reading some of these cause I didn't send you all the pages. I'm reading some of the, um, some of these, a lot of them, like, People are saying like, you know, you're so funny. You're the funniest, yeah. right? like you think. So it's like when people thought that about you and then you end up in a career like the one we chose, you know, yeah. they feel like they feel like I always knew it. Like, you know, they feel like they, yeah. in, in a way they kind of did because I'm reading some of this and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that people thought I was this. You know, I feel like I've gotten less money now reading some of these. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get funnier. I gotta live up, you gotta live up to their expectations. Right, right. Yeah, I'm saying you're cracking jokes. You're so funny. What about, oh, you want to read the one to your ex-girlfriend? Rotia? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is another one. This is an, I'm just, this is another one. I said, uh, Ian, where do I start with you? I'm going to remember you for the rest of my life. You always made me laugh. And I still think you should have one funniest. Keep in touch, Amanda. I got robbed for that. Oh, shit. Who yeah. won? What asshole? Some guy who cheated, like he, he filled in. <laughs> it was funny because like it was this dude. He's cool, but he was, he was literally a quiet kid. Like he was yeah. a quiet kid who yeah. barely talked. And he filled in a bunch of fake ballots so he could smile. Oh. Yeah, because he thought he was funny. And everyone was like, when he won, everyone was like, we don't even know. Like, I was getting sent to the dean's office. Like, I feel like I should get it. You know, I put yeah, in the yeah. work for that. But uh, but it's cool. He's a, I think he's a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> the least funny job in the world. I think, I think he's a fi or fireman, one of those things. But it's cool. He was cool. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, she says, this is the one. Uh, I remember my first year in King, we had the same science class. Uh, yucky Miss Scully. I used to not like you so much. <laughs> I used to not like you much. But then came junior year. That's when you sparked my interest. And I now love you. I'm so glad we ended up together. Now we are graduating. Congrats to you and off to college. I wish you all the luck in the world. I hope on our 10 year reunion, we're still together. Oh. It'll take a lot of work, but I love you, and it'll be worth every step. I love you, 11-11-07. Is that the date you guys started dating, right? Well, yeah, we were oh, broken so up within three months of this. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Not only were we broken up within three months of this, she uh, she hates me. Oh, really? Yeah. She probably hates you more than you're, six, you're fucking on TV. I don't think she really hates me. I think it's just her boyfriend hated me and she kind of had to pretend that she hated me. So it didn't, it didn't end well, this high, this relationship. We didn't end, we didn't end bad. Like yeah. we didn't end bad. Like we, it's we, it's, it was a weird situation. Like, I mean, I talked about it 12 years ago. Um, yeah. We, uh, she, I had run away to college. I was just on Long Island though. And she'd stood home and yeah. we had gotten into like a, you know, a little fight back and forth or whatever, normal relationship stuff. And then we took, we had taken a, a, a break, uh, you know, which you do. And then some yeah. dude at her job ended up sweeping her off her feet. And On the break? Friends. At first they were friends, then they yeah. started dating and then they became a couple. And I think oh, they're shit. married now, if I'm, if I'm remember correctly. But oh. like he came in and swooped her away from me and yeah. I was cool about it. Like I, I, I didn't like get mad about it and be like, what the, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I guess we didn't work out, it was fine. And then he didn't allow her to talk to me. Um, there was like a couple of things that happened, but like that was that was kid stuff, you know. I, I don't I don't have any resentment towards her or any, you know. I mean, yeah. it's been how many girls since then? But I I I <laughs> it's funny to me that uh, sometimes I do wonder. I'm like, because I, I I do speak to a friend. I've spoken to a friend recently, and I've and I've spoke I speak to people who were who are close with her, and I'm like. She was another one that was like, I, I remember in high school, like she took me, I always love her for this. She took me to my first real stand-up show oh. for my birthday in September. She got me tickets to see a live taping of Chris Rock's Kill the Messenger at a party. Oh, shit. That tape. Yeah, because she got me tickets to that because she knew how much I love stand-up. That's a great gift. I, never had, I had never been to a show. I had never seen it done live. Mm -hmm. And she took me to that. And I, I it's it's funny, like do, doing this show is like the first time I actually admit, like I always love her for that because that was one of the first things that like really allowed me to like 
be like, hey, I, I kind of like this, you know, that got the wheels. That wasn't like the main one, but yeah. that got the wheels. Like in the back of my head, I was like, this is amazing. Like, especially yeah. to see a taping, because you could go to a shitty show in New York, you know, at LOL Comedy Club. That's not going to make you want to do comedy. Right, right. But to go see a HBO taping at the Apollo, you're going to be like, this is show business. That's, you know, that's the thing about it. That's the thing about comedy, and this is why, like LOL and Broadway, those clubs, they drive me nuts. Because a lot of times, a lot most people haven't been to a comedy show before, and that if that's your first experience, LOL, you just like stand comedy is not an art form; it's a fucking joke, you know. But if you see it done right, um, you know, it can influence you to do it, or just like, you know, it can give you the best experience ever. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I think, I think. I'll always be grateful for her for taking me to that. Yeah. And sometimes I do wonder, you know, pandemic by yourself, you're not doing it. makes you wonder things. Sometimes yeah. I do wonder. I'm like, does she like, does she see what, like, has she seen it? Like, I'm like, yeah. does she watch my tonight show set? Like, yeah, of I would, I would put money on it that she has, dude. There's no way she has you it. Think so? Of course. You, you especially think so? if the boyfriend now is telling you she can't see you. Of fucking course. You, I don't it's know. Like, you, you're probably like, in the bathroom or in the other bedroom, and she's just like, you know, just just putting it on YouTube. We're not Instagram friends. I haven't spoke to her in ten years. I haven't spoke to, her. but I am friends with her friend. Like we had mutual friends, yeah. and I'm and I am still friends with some of her close friends. Like we follow each other, and we're like, uh, like Instagram things. So I'm like, I, I wonder that. Like I'm like, has she seen my Tonight Show set? Like, did she Bro, watch my HBO thing? Like, let me let me tell you something. Everyone sees everything. All right. You see every message you get on Instagram, you fucking see everything. It just, you choose to respond to them or not. You know, she, especially something. Yeah, no, on, but you gotta, you gotta go out your way to find that. Like, she no, has to go, what are you talking about, Google bro? Me. She has to Google me or put me into like things. I know she's seen my stand up clip for sure. Cause her yeah. friends have reposted it and I know she follows them. So I'm sure she's yeah. like, she's like, oh, let me see what this is about. You know? Of course she's seen it, bro. But, I yeah, and it's not it's not for any reason, but I just wonder because cause when I was at the point in my life where I was unsure about the stand-up stuff, she told me to do it. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. And she's not the reason. I'm not gonna sit here and give her the thing, like, oh, she's the reason I'm doing. I did not start stand-up till three, four years after we broke up. Yeah. But I remember that she could have you know, just killed those dreams right away. Yeah. And it would have died in my head, but she kind of let that plant grow. And, you know, it took a lot more stuff for me to get started, but I feel like that was one of the things where I was like, you know, she that was a, so I'm thankful for her. That was a starting yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, any relationship I've ever been in, like, you know, a lot, a lot of, most of, all of them have ended bad, but like, I still, there's always one thing to take a positive from. It's, you know, I hate the people that they break up with someone. They're like, what a waste of fucking time. Like, eh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I think we all grow from the relationships. And um, there's always something positive that can be taken away from any negative situation, you know? Yeah, I mean, some relationships, some relationships end terrible. I get those. Yeah. But, like, we didn't end terrible. And we were cordial. And I know she knows that, like, any girl who I've dated, um, you, you from her down on, if you erase her man from it or whoever is like in her ears saying whatever i know she would oh she would be like i was always a respectful dude and yeah i've never i never disrespected her i never like yelled or or cursed at her or cursed her out none of that no girl that i've been with can ever say that so i yeah. think deep down she knows she's like oh he's a cool dude it's just i couldn't you know it just, it just didn't work out 
yeah, just for her relationship, they, we couldn't be friends, which is fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want my girlfriend to be friends with me either. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you got to go soon. So let me ask you this: yeah. um, If you could go back in high school and change anything, is there anything you change? Anything? Uh, let me think. I can't, I can't say I would, man. I can't say I would. I, I, mm. we had, we had a great time. And these, these are memories that I'll, that I'll carry on with me uh, for the rest of my life, man. Like these are, these people to help shape who I am today. You know, I used to seeing them from seeing them every single day to like, it's just, you know, I'm scrolling through the things looking now. It's just amazing. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't change it. We had a great time and I, and I, and I, I miss them and there, there's times where I'm like, damn, would I go back to high school mm-hmm. to live it again? And the answer is no, I'm mm-hmm. a lot more successful now yeah. than I was, Yeah. but this was a good time in my life. Yeah. No, dude, it's um that bond you share with the people, just like, you know, growing up in the, the same area, doing the same classes, like um, going through just puberty together, you know, growing up together. It's something like, um that bond is like you if you even people you weren't cool with in high school if you see them now you still feel that kind of like connection you know for sure for sure i have people like that too because you know as cool as everyone was you know 500 students graduating class something like that 200 i don't know but everyone's not going to be in the in circle like that you know there's people that's like more popular than others obviously people that you were closer with but like i see some of the some of the people who i was like who i knew but i wasn't super close with and yeah. even with them like you said i feel that bond and they're always like yo ian like it's crazy like you were in my science class like to see you to see the shit you were doing in my science class and then to see you get you know introduced on hbo or comedy central is just like such yeah. a dope shit and they're all doing their 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 shit in whatever avenue uh, they they decide to pursue and I'm I'm proud of them for 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 you know all, all I, I have to say like all, everyone you know for the most part we all turned out okay yeah so so far you know yeah bro you I mean the way you described your high school sounds like a really really great place to uh, get your education dude um, it was it was if 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 I were if I were if I had a child going to high school right now and I was living in the in the three in the in the tri-state area, they would be going to Christ the King 100 percent Carmelo's son actually just committed. Carmelo Anthony's son. Really? Anthony and Lala. Yeah. He's an eighth grader. He's gonna be going to Christ the King in the fall. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I can't wait till you get your uh fuck. That's gonna be a good Hall of Fame. I gotta get in that. I gotta I gotta text. I gotta text him. I don't I gotta text him. Hey, what I need to do, man. Yeah. What I need a movie, I'll do a movie. You're, I think you're well on your way. Once you get your Netflix special, I think that's that's going to be it. You do a couple movies. You think that's it? The Netflix special? The ne- you know what? It's like, to us, it's like Netflix is whatever, but to the general public, like, that's what people are really kind of like, you know, because Netflix is just so, so big, you know? Like, talk about, like, they're like, a, they're like McDonald's almost. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, I'm, actually, my school, this, uh, there was a dude who was younger than me. I think he was a year younger than me or two years younger than me uh his name is actually had my name his name was ian yeah ian duff shout out to ian duff and he was he became an actor and he was just in a movie so i i, I don't know if i'm ever gonna end up in that hall of fame he was just in in judas and the black messiah he had like a like a, a real role in it yeah like is he the real, leading guy not the leading guy i mean yeah, yeah. That, was, that was this dude from um get out but he he was like one of the black revolutionary dudes like that yeah. that earns one of the things that helps with the cleaning of the burning he had a wow. he had a bigger 
but I'm 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 proud of, of him. Like I'm proud that he's doing that. Like we weren't super close, but like I knew him. Um, um, and I'm proud that he's doing that. Like I'm proud of 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 everyone who yeah. I mean, if you you came, you went to where I went, and and you, like you're a black kid in the city, you doing your thing. Like I can't, I gotta give you a shout out for that. Like you, I still think because as another hand because. With stand-up, it's like, it's you, you know? Like, The Tonight Show, it's just you. And then, like, the special, it'll just be just you. Like, he's, like, the seventh, you know, role or seventh actor on a thing. But I think I think when something's just, it's just you, you, you. And, like, you're connecting with the crowd in a different way. You know, you're talking about your life. You're talking about, your, you know, you're making people laugh. I still think that... Right, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's different. It's definitely it's definitely different, but it's a huge accomplishment nonetheless. And I'm, and I'm very excited to see where his career uh, is gonna take him because I think that it's very reasonable to think that there will come a point, whether it's an award show or, this is a thing that can actually happen. As, as crazy as this seems, this is a thing that can actually happen. I can be at an award show, whether it's hosting it or presenting an award and give an award to a dude that was in high school when I was in high school, that yeah, went to the yeah. high school. That is insane. Like the, yeah. the, the thought of that is insane that we were going there, this, this tiny high school in Queens that nobody knows otherwise of, of basketball. And I could be, you know, giving it or, or watching him win an award or, or vice versa. And that's, that's super dope to me. Yeah. I always find that fascinating. Like, uh, um, Whatever, like, uh, like, say, let's say, like, on a, a sport team where two guys went to the same high school, they grew up together, and then, like, they just, you know, they go through the minors or whatever, and they just all circle back and they're playing for the the same football team. And like, that's, they, that's crazy. And it's that's just, crazy. it's, it's the whole thing of like, no, not a lot of people chase their dreams, and those that do chase it, not a lot of get, not a lot of people get there, and to get there, and then from be from the same area, there's just something like, it's just like beautiful, you know. It is. It yeah. is. Is and you know, as a stand up, how old are you, James? You're late 20s. 27? I'm 27, yeah. 27, yeah, in there, bro. You understand. I mean, I just turned 30. You understand that, like, we legitimately, legitimately dedicated our whole 20s to trying to achieve this pipe dream of some shit that we thought we could do. Yeah, every night, every night while our friends were hanging out, living, and that's not to say we didn't hang out and we didn't experience i went to parties i did it but overwhelmingly every night of my 20s i was going into new york city to mm -hmm. sit in an open mic and listen to white comedians talk about <laughs> what they would do to hitler if they had a time machine yeah yeah <laughs> every, night, every night i was doing that right so looking back at it and looking back to to where i am now where i'm i'm I, I, you know, I, I, I'm so grateful that I get to wake up. I, I get to wake up and generally I, I do what I want. I have my apartment. I just bought a new car. I, I you know, I don't have to answer to, to a boss. I sometimes got to answer to my managers and agents, but they work for me. They're not, you know, right, it's right. like, I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. And, and this is all, all because all those nights where, where we, we would go into the city for zero money, yeah. pay five dollars to do an open mic buy a drink for five dollars you go up there nobody's listening to you and you continue to do that and you continue to come back every night just to one day hopefully get to a place where you're like 
I'm okay at least for this year. Who knows yeah. what next year? Next year I'll be broke again and, and working at Starbucks. But I can say right. I'm okay for this year. Yeah. And that's cool to me. So anybody else who's in any type of field of, of that takes that type of trust in yourself, yeah, where you don't know where your next check is coming from, yeah, I give them all um, hats off to them. It's worth it, bro. I mean, it's you if you look at people that are in show business and they're in the or even comedians, the ones that are in like their 40s, they look great, bro. They look like they're fucking 25. A lot right? of surgeries. You think so? Do I think so? Of course. I was gonna say because they're actually happy with their life, but all no, right. No one's happy. Don't be delusional. No one's happy. They're doing they're getting hair transplants, they're getting Botox, they're getting their facelift, a lot of surgeries, but yeah. Oh fuck, dude. All right. Yeah. Now you just crushed my fucking hopes. <laughs> no, nah, but that's the game, man. I'm just, I'm it just is, yeah. that, you know, I get to, I get to do something I love. And then for so long, for so long, you know, I, you were blinded to it where you didn't see what the next step was. And I'm just grateful that I haven't accomplished much yet, but I'm able to see the, 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 the you know, I'm, I'm able to see the momentum growing yeah. and, and picking up. And you earned it, man. No, you're definitely on that path where like, it's just like, it's just a matter of time for you, you know, that's really what it is. And, and the pandemic, you know, made a stall things a bit, but when things go back to normal, dude, like you're just, it's just, you're, 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 you know what, you're like, you're like a train right now with no fucking breaks, you know, like you're just going to fucking plow through you. There's no, I, I appreciate yeah. you saying that. I, I was actually having a conversation um, with a friend of mine uh, recently where, where she was talking about, cause you know, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, it kind of seems like I'm a little bit more successful than I really am. Cause she's yeah. like, how are you like doing all these things? Like, like people aren't like, nobody's working. Like, how are you working in entertainment? Like, how are you able to, and I kind of use the same reference. I was like, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough to get the train going. Like it takes years to, to get that train moving. But, but once it gets going, it, it's, it's tough to stop. It's it, yeah. it kind of just, everything in its way is kind of just it keeps going it keeps going in its way and if you're able to stay focused and put it into work and yeah. you can't stop now you can't be like i put in all this work in my 20s now i could just lay back and watch it come to me you got to still put in all that work but now the train's moving so you're gonna see you know as it as it's going it's gonna be you know it's yeah. gonna hit stops and hit stuff that all the stuff that you wanted you talked about in the beginning where like everyone I know is working. It's the same thing with me. It's like, yeah, it was slow for that initial wave, but like I've been working pretty consistently throughout the whole thing, dude. Yeah. 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 No, once, once the, the people who were working before they're going to go working again, right. they're going to work again. They're going to work. Yeah. That's what it is. I, I know when, the, I, I know when the pandemic first hit, it was a group of comics and there's no disrespect to them, but it was a group of comics that moved everything online. And they were like, this is awesome. Like I wasn't oh. working before. Yeah. Now nobody's working now. Now I'm in charge. I have the opportunity and they created all this dope, dope, dope shit. And I, and I applaud them for that. But the people who were working and doing stand up before they're going to return to that. Like it's just yeah. what it is. I think that we hustled our ass off for all these years to get to this point and we're going to let a pandemic shut us down. No, like, no. Come yeah. On. When things open up again, we're going and, and, and as they are, we're going back out there. That's just what it is. Yeah. So to the people who move like, all right, you weren't, you know, you can do your zoom show from wherever you live. <laughs> they weren't in it. They're not real comics. That's, that's why I say. So tell everyone where they can I wouldn't say they're not real comics. I don't want to disrespect anybody like that. You know, they do whatever they do, you know, but at the end of the day, the people who were working before are going to continue to work. Right. And, you know, I know a lot of guys, girls who took the pandemic and they 
um, did they they're better from it. You know, they took advantage of those spots that are those comedians that that left or those comedians that kind of hung it up, you know, are waiting for everything to turn out normal. They created their own opportunities. And now they're like their names, you know, like not like big names, but like in this in this the comedy scene in New York City, like I've never heard of a couple of these people and they started producing their own shows in the pandemic. And now I know who they are. And they're so much and they're and they're way better because they've been getting on stage more consistently. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. We're, we're all, you know, it looks like the, you know, it looks like the toughest, excuse me, like the toughest days are behind us. Yes. It looks like we're falling. So. Today is 35 degrees in New York City, but I will say it is March and this is the most, like this spring feels like, and it's not even spring yet, but this spring actually feels like how what they say spring is supposed to be like the whole new beginning like yeah. the whole things are like things are happening like the weather is getting better and the plants yeah. are growing and businesses are opening up and people are getting vaccinated and 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 uh, you know the hospitalization rate is going down and we're gonna you know we're gonna crush the disease this spring is the first spring in like my entire life i would say that and honestly in new york you can feel the optimism and the, and the energy of, of, of going back to where we used to be. And yeah. I think that, I think that when we look back at this in, in, in however long years it is, we're going to say that uh, with all due respect to everybody who was, you know, deeply affected by the pandemic and, yeah. and the people who lost their lives. I have family members, friends, old coworkers who did may they rest in peace. But I think we're going to be look back and say this, uh was new york kind of needed this and 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 right. not needed not needed obviously people to get sick and hurt but it it we were too it, it felt like it was feeling like we were too comfortable and yeah we weren't appreciative of of living in a city like this and the opportunities to 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 be in a city like this yeah and i think new york is gonna bounce back it also and filters it. people the people that left they never i don't guess i don't think they really loved being here too so I think it's built like everyone that kind of stuck it out and is still here wants to be here and loves the city. Yeah. I don't even know people who left, all right, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. I know. I know a couple people left. Anyways, plug your uh, socials to uh, see where people can find you. Uh, yeah. If anybody wants to follow me, I'm at uh, Ian Lara. That's my name. Ian L-A-R-A live on Instagram and on Twitter and uh, special on HBO Max. It's called LA meets New York short comedy special. It's 30 minutes of uh, 15 minutes each. Uh, me and, a, and a, another super funny comic uh, from uh, from LA. Uh, check that out. And if you guys want to Google or YouTube me, I have a bunch of stand up up there from uh, this week at the Comedy Cellar and the Tonight Show is all up there. And uh, look out for more things coming soon, hopefully. Yeah, dude, Ian's going to be big. Check out his Fallon too. Fucking great, man. Um, Ian's a great guy. Go follow him. Thanks for listening, for everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.